Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 349. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, we're going to start first off with uh, SAG-AFTRA, whatever that means. But the actors, they're they're still striking, and Andy, we may never have a movie ever again. Yeah, so the uh, the studios made their final offer. and Best yeah, and the, final, Andy. The union said no, so it's over. Um, pack it in. Only, only independent up. movies. Uh, we could show old movies. Tarantino is thrilled by this. He's just like, yeah, we'll watch Kevin everything. Smith is going to shine um, now. Yeah. Um, well, okay, maybe it's not their final, final offer because uh, they say they're, they're close. They are, the holdup is on language about AI, which uh, this is not the last time we'll talk about AI today. Yeah. Um, but the union really wants to, to get AI out of movies. And uh, um, even Nicolas Cage talked about AI this week, saying he hates AI and wants it to die. So um, they really don't want the studios to use AI for anything uh, that could take away actors' jobs, like filling out like crowds and stuff like that. Um, so they're, that's the final holdup, but they think they're going to work that out. So um, my prediction was always late October, early November. So it seems to be lining up. So let's let's get it done, right? Andy's got his uh, finger on the pulse of Hollywood. Yeah, so. I'm plugged in. I'm the uh, Gene the Shallot of Puppet Master. You guys yeah. remember Gene Shallot? No idea who that is. That guy uh, with the big mustache. Dad of Landry Shamit. <laughs> No, no, he was this movie reviewer guy with the big mustache. No. Because there was like Ebert, and everyone knew who Ebert was, and it's like, well, well, NBC has to have their own Ebert, so. Did they know him, or they just know the name? Like, if I was in front of this guy at Trader Joe's, and I turn around and be like, who the hell is this old guy? I, I don't know who he is. Uh, if he I mean, has a sign that says, hi, I'm Mr. Ebert, that's a different story, but I don't think he's going to do that. He was on TV every week. Okay, Everything's on TV now. I don't watch everything. Tony, do you know what Ebert looks like? Uh, no. That's <laughs> See, what Andy, I, I, oh, that's a, that is a nice mustache. What Andy just showed me. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, uh, I do anticipate them to knock it off soon. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get back to movies. Uh, Richard this guy's still alive. is coming what the out. Fuck. Gene Shallot is ninety-seven years old and he's still alive. We'll reach out to him, see if he wants to come on the pod. Yeah, I thought we. I, I feel like we've talked about this not too long ago. We talked about Ebert with like The Simpsons but or I something th- once. I, but I think it led to Gene Shallot again, because this sounds familiar, where you were just as shocked that he was alive. Maybe, yeah, Andy is passionate well, what, This about guy writes, like, writes stuff, right? Writes reviews? He did like movie reviews on no, TV. Yeah, we definitely stuff, talked yeah. about this like within the last like six months. Because it sounds familiar, and I feel like we basically just did what we did just now, where you were like, look at his mustache, and then I don't <laughs> I know, a lot of stuff happened. Severe case of deja vu. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I actually really did. How yeah. do we even get to that? <laughs> I just made it. <laughs> well, SAG-AFTRA, right? yeah. Yeah. So look for movies uh, to be starting to film again uh, soon, but not today. Um, Legend of Zelda, Andy. Uh, so after the success of the Mario movie, I think everyone expected that Nintendo is going to try something else, do uh, another animated movie with one of their properties. Zelda was the obvious one. It's probably their second biggest game series. Um, and they are going forward with the Zelda movie, but it's going to be live action, um, which I think is an interesting choice because I think what's notable about that series is the protagonist of Legend of Zelda, um, Link, he never speaks, so I don't know how you're going to really do this movie. Is um, Link the Iron Man one, or is that a different thing? You're all of my of Zelda... Oh, my God. <laughs> that goes back what, to Sean? the... All I know about Zelda goes back to the days of uh, Smash Brothers. So I think you're thinking of uh, Metroid. That's um, so upsetting. Link is like a little show. elf boy. He wears kind of like an elf costume. Yeah, I know um, there's an elf Peter costume. Pan thing. Yeah, Peter Pan kind of thing. He has a sword, uh, but he never he never talks. Like he he grunts. So one and stuff, of them wasn't was... the 
that's a different game altogether. You're talking about what I was saying, Metroid with the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a completely oh. different game. One's one's a fantasy okay. game, and one is like sci-fi. They're completely different. All right, never mind. Yeah, they never they never talk. They never interact. Trigger. I just remember he rolled and he could shoot like yeah. power balls or something. I had bombs. Yeah, just straight up bombs. Yeah, pretty good. Like cartoon bombs. One of them um, had like a sticky rope. Remember, you'd chuck it at someone and then sh- shoot them off the little planet you're on. I don't know. That sounds like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. I don't think he was in that game. But I don't know. That was in yeah. Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> a sticky rope. That sounds. You don't remember that? It was like a barbed wire or something. You, you'd chuck it at him, and then you know he'd swing it back like he's Indiana Jones, and the you know you go flying off if you had too many uh, too much percentage of death on you. Yeah, no, definitely. It was the only game I played on Nintendo 64. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, this movie is going to be directed by, or at least attached right now, uh, Wes Ball, who directed the Maze Runner series, as well as the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is not released yet, but we will talk about later in this episode. So uh-huh. I'll wait for that. But uh, the other bit of irony on this is that uh, Nintendo is not going to be working with Universal on this movie. Uh, instead, they're going to be working with a, uh, a a film company called Sony. Um, so yeah, Nintendo uh, is going to be making a movie with Sony. So this is, is going to stars, and uh, yeah, the irony is Sony makes a PlayStation. Yeah, they're they're rivals in in the video game industry, but well, money uh, separate talks, divisions. Andy. Yeah, separate divisions, movies and video games, but um, yeah, Sony's a, a real company, so they certainly are. Speaking of real companies, uh, Disney is uh, finishing off the other company. I think it's Cox buying Hulu for in the billions. Yeah, I thought this so was already Disney... done. I thought this happened already. No, so when Disney bought Fox, did they buy they the bought... majority stake of Hulu? Yes. So they at that okay. point they now own two thirds of Hulu and therefore uh-huh. controlled Hulu and can make all the decisions. Um, but Comcast slash Comcast, NBC slash Universal, they still own the other third. Um, but I believe the deal was they had to close by 2024 at some point or else like the whole Hulu would explode. I don't know. But something like yeah. that. They had a timeline. Um, so everyone knew this was going to happen. They just needed to find a, a dollar amount to give to pay off. Uh, that was 8.6 8. 6 billion. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's... A lot of money. Disney, I guess, has it. They're just going to raise the prices on. Well, parts. yeah, I'm, I'm announcing this from afar, but uh, they're raising the price of Hulu again, uh, second time in the year. It's because of this. Yeah. Uh, the other part of this is, what does that mean for the future of Hulu? Um, they're they've been doing a lot of um, cross stuff, like it's been on Hulu and Disney Plus. I think the. Uh, by 2025, there will no, not be Hulu. It'll just be Disney Plus, and it'll be 25 bucks a month, and that's where. What we're about headed. the cable? Um, yeah, I don't know if that. Yeah, the Hulu TV thing will still exist. I'm, I'm not sure. Disney Plus with live TV. Yeah, if that's what they'll, they'll end up doing. Um, I don't give a shit how you package for, it, but I've had Hulu with live TV for seven years yeah. or something like that. Because uh, Hulu when it is, used uh, to be exclusive. 40 bucks. Hulu's exclusive to America. So, like, if you're in, like, Japan... I've never tried to watch like, it overseas. <laughs> yeah. No, I just know if, like, you're in, like, a foreign country and you're like, I want to watch um, Always Sunny, you're like, I'll put on Disney+. Plus. And it's like, that seems wrong, but it's that's what it is. Um, so... You know, I'll be overseas in just over three weeks, so should I try to open up Disney+, Plus over there and see what it does? Yeah, I mean, that's what they always have those advertisements for VPNs. They're like, you can pretend to be in Europe and get European Netflix. You're like, oh. I did a VPN a while ago to just see, like, I think I was trying to watch some movie that was not here, but it was in Australia. And it just messed up everything else. So, like, trying to open up HBO Max, like, you can't do this, you narc. You have a VPN. We got you. Oh, shit. I'm getting blacklisted here. (laughs) Yeah, they got you. I've never tried any of that stuff, but yeah, I think that's going to be the uh, the end the end game there for Disney and Hulu is there just won't be a Hulu. Um, it'll just be the adult right. section of Disney, which uh, we'll we'll get to a little later too in a different story. So 
Oh. Um, that's, yeah, that's the future there. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Biden watched Mission Impossible. Yeah. So, uh, I guess a couple months ago, or I don't know when this happened, Biden signed a, uh, executive order about AI and its, in its uses in America. I don't really know what the, even is part of that or if that has any power. Um, but apparently he, uh, made the decision after watching the new Mission Impossible movie, which, uh, features an AI, uh, bad guy that's, you know, these, pulling all these the strings. people with their voice changers and their masks. Oh, yeah. No good. He specifically, uh, referenced the voice changing abilities, uh, shown in the, uh, movie, which is something that is available now. You could, you can, uh, pay a company right now to make Biden say whatever you want. And it's, I've heard some very funny ones and I've seen some um, funny ones on yeah. the internet too. But it's like, is that the, the worry is like, is that dangerous? Someone's going to put that on the news and people think it's real. And it's like, now nah, I think we're that already message past that. hits yeah. North Korea <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone is going to fall for that shit anymore. So. Um, but yeah, he, it's a good thing that uh, he's he's watching all the the latest movies, and I wonder what his thoughts There's are. There's no way he remembered any of it. He fell asleep within moments, and then forgot where he it was. Is, it is a pretty long movie, but it does <laughs> no, it does no. have a submarine. In he's the, not even up for three hours a day, let alone to go through a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. It has a submarine in the beginning that that buys him at least ninety <laughs> minutes because old guys love submarines. So yeah, well, unless you're in it searching for the <laughs> <Yeah>. Titanic. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, all right. Well, we have Yellowstone news. Um, we can't stop talking about this. In fact, um, yeah. Anyone watch spinoffs? You know, I've I meant to, but I got carried away. Uh, not watching yeah. TV yesterday, so no. But I want to. Yeah, I think they're more Yellowstone is no longer shows a, than Marvel at this point. That, well, and they're better. That's no longer a spinoff of. Um, Yellowstone anymore I read it's a standalone property what that means I don't know but yeah. I just think that means uh, Keith Urban or wh- whoever is from the 1883 episode is not going to be in it which he shouldn't have been unless they're just passing through town during one of the episodes or something was that Keith Urban oh. I think it was Tim McGraw <laughs> Tim McGraw right. there Tim McGraw's in a lot of movies that would make more yeah. sense than Keith Urban yeah but Keith Urban's married to a Hollywood star so that's true. What's her face? Oh, uh, that's okay. That's who that yeah. is. The, the blonde. And she was in a Taylor Sheridan show. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. yeah, she was in Lioness. Uh, but yeah, anyways, um, they announced two more spinoffs. Now, one of them seems bizarre, and you are telling me, again, I didn't read onto these, but so it's, is it going to be called 19, or no, 19, not 19, 2024, and uh, part two of season five of Yellowstone comes out in November of 2024. So, seems silly, seems bizarre, and why? Also, I think the theme here has been ending in a three. You had 1883, you had 1923. Um, I don't know the other two. Yeah, they switched it to fours, so um, I don't know what they're doing either. But, yeah, the 2024 thing, it sounds like this is going to be the main spinoff of Yellowstone that'll probably keep some of the other characters, which, why not just call this, like, Yellowstone colon the new class? I don't know. Um, yeah, going to college. Yeah, but um, that's what it sounds like. So that won't come out till 2025, most likely, which is, it's called 2024. And it's, it's, so it's a it's year a old. Name. Yeah, it's, it's very weird, like ancient history. It's like... You guys remember the Biden Trump election? I mean, the second one. Like, oh yeah, like that's that's what's happening in 2024. Um, but 1944, I guess, is the next continuation of the family now into 1944. Now this could um, be cool. So this is still, you know, Harrison Ford will not be returning for this shit. one. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, um, they're making a sequel to the 1923. I guess yeah, they I were before the season. strike. Yeah. So. Yeah. But this will be another 20 years in the future with not those characters. This will be super cool. I mean, other than the, uh, ironically, uh, with our news today locally, other than these two blimp hangers being uh, built in the 40s, a world war, what else happened? uh, What happened in the United States? A lot. What do you mean? 1940s? I'm just saying that's that's a good era to cover. Other than the war off-road. 
happened oh. in Montana. When did the national parks? Uh, when did Yellowstone become a national park? Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, I think them, he did know? all of the parks. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can't get enough of these shows. It's a vacation without leaving your home. Um, you can see stars on the TV. Uh, the only stars we have here are like, you know, the lighter from the super plant. To quote Christmas Vacation. Too bright here. I'm excited about these though. All right, it follows sequel. Yeah, this got announced in the the last week or maybe even a little later, but uh, you know we didn't have news last week. Uh, they're doing a sequel to It Follows, one of the uh, uh, bigger horror movies from the last decade. Uh, kind of like I don't know, like it doesn't have an iconic bad guy in it, but it, it's it's a movie that that people know. It was a not a box office success, but I think uh, one of the ones people talk about as one of the better horror movies of the last decade. Uh, so they're doing a sequel. Uh, same same director, same same star returning. They follow, so they they knew what to call oh it. They're, they're good there. What we watched that together, I think the three of us at I believe so at a like twenty six place. Yeah, we, we def- I do remember watching it for sure, a hundred percent at a uh, where Sean and I used to live at producer Luke's house. Yeah, just a good good concept for a movie, and there was some like creepy monsters. It wasn't like the same what? monster following you. What was this movie? Was this about STDs or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, basically. You could you could pass on the curse if you have sex with someone. So then, if you just guess keep doing it, then the original movie the was in the eighties, yeah. I think. Uh, hit Freddie Mercury pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know alluding to that kind of stuff there but um all right well i i hope it comes out around what two halloweens from now or something no i think they're ready they're ready for next it seems like a movie that comes out like march or something next halloween all right like this is uh this is going to be a this is an indie project i think they can probably actually start filming now so they don't gotta oh yeah that's if they're indie yeah that's they're fine yeah all right uh yeah friday night at freddy's it's called Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I did want to talk about the box office here. Um, and Friday you want to go Night ahead of that? Movie. You're talking about Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this movie made a lot of money. It came out the week before Halloween or the Friday before Halloween. Um, so we don't always talk about the box office, but I do think it's interesting in this. Box office is not back to where it used to be, but... There are movies like this that are like weird successes. So it's made 115 million already um, in Crazy. 10 days. That's already more than the last Scream movie made. It's twice as much as the Exorcist movie made. Uh, twice as much as the Evil Dead movie made. Uh, this really hit, and it was kind of unexpected. It it really plays with a an audience that I don't think we weren't ready is for. This, I would say is we're, this people we're too from old the already. Born in oh, what? era is this from i was gonna guess the uh, 80s um so this uh game it's based on a game came out in 2015 i believe and it is a really like low budget game that could be played on like any computer any tablet so it was very popular with the kids yeah that it's like it's i kind of thought of it like like oregon trail or something where it's like it's on kids would put it on school computers because it could play on anything you can play it on phones and tablets and stuff. So um, kids that were like eight years old in 2015 were attracted to this this really like simplistic game um, that had this like horror theme. Um, so then they all came out. Now they're all 18, 20, I don't know. And that's who came out to watch this movie. And it's just kind of crazy that I don't think we know. Like I'm saying we as this podcast can't predict this shit. Hollywood in general can't predict this shit. Where this this was like, why is this so much more successful than The Exorcist? I mean, this well, this is a chance to make make more money than Indiana Jones. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> especially so the fact that the same day it was released on Peacock, so you could have watched this for free. I didn't watch this because I didn't know anything about it. It looked like a dumb version of you know, like Mickey Mouse or not Mickey yeah. Mouse, Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese, or also like the place they go in uh, Role Models with the uh, the fucking yeah. little kid. It's like, I don't, 
there's plenty of scary movies I can watch on Halloween. I'm not going to watch this weird knockoff Chuck E. Cheese. Well, yeah, it's hard to say. So, but the fact that you could watch it for free at home, obviously pay for Peacock, but what you know what I mean? For free versus paying, what's a movie taking out? 20 bucks uh, plus popcorn? Uh, yeah, we'll see. That's an, that's an impressive showcase for that that movie, for sure. And then obviously the fall off, the next week it did like $70. It's November. People want to watch Tim Allen in a Santa suit. They're not ready to go get scared. It's know. November. Still, still people are still seeing it, but... Yeah, it, it, it's definitely going to be a bigger drop-off kind of coming out that week before Halloween instead of the weeks before. But, uh, yeah, the other big hit of October was was the Taylor Swift movie. So uh, it, it's younger also people. Also horrifying. Yeah, the younger people are paying to go well, see. Well, and Barbie, too, was a big hit. It's, yeah. That's more like, I don't know, just it's, it's interesting what's going to the movies. Yeah, I think people want an experience. They want, like, a communal thing. They, so I think with this, from what I heard, the screenings of this movie – we're like kids like making doing quotes of the game and shit like that and cheering for things that no one would know about oh, see, you play it. So it's kind of that absolutely kind of experience. Hate that. Yeah. So I, I, don't I did watch want the movie. A community. Yeah, I don't want a community in the theater. I want everyone in there to eat that popcorn during the loud parts. I don't want to hear you gobbling up your popcorn all movie. I let alone hear you talk. Come on. Yeah. Um, but I did watch this movie on Peacock, not at the theater, so I will give my thoughts uh, later when we get to it. But Oh, yeah. spoilers. All right, well, let's uh, move on. We have a lot of trailers. Well, not a lot, but a few. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, I believe you touched on this earlier. Yeah, so we got a, a trailer for this. This is coming out May 24th. Um, now, is this, to... is, is, is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes the last movie that came out? War. So War came out in 2017, and that ended that trilogy of like the prequels. And now this is a new set of characters, I think years into the future. Um, and it's exactly where the franchise needed to go, where now the apes are kind of the beginning of their dominant civilization. Humanity has now completely succumbed to uh, their the regressive virus that's kind of destroyed them. Um, yeah, very, very interesting that I'm like, okay, this is, this is exactly what I think they needed to do and they're doing it. So, you know, this is a franchise that I care about, even going back to the weird sequels from the 1970s, but I definitely like those last three movies, uh, that came out the last decade. So, uh, I'm ready for these new ones. Um, but yeah, no, no returning characters. This is hundreds of years, I think, into the future. Um, Andy Serkis is no longer with us uh, playing the apes, but I think he taught some people how to be an ape. So they're going to learn from his, his, uh, his example there. It's not like this is a show where he's on, on screen. Like you could call him Kevin in this movie and his last movie, who is named like Jackson or something. No one would know the difference. It's a yeah, no, they, they do cartoon. that kind of stuff. I, they do that kind of stuff, but I think I actually think he's kind of he's old now. I don't think he can do the same kind of stuff. Can't speak. That, no, I mean that the motion performance that he gives in these things. He does that. He acts like a monkey in these. Oh, movies. so this is like Avatar. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's oh it's revolutionary what he's done with the role. I have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes on my list on HBO. I don't know if all of them are on there or not. I have not seen. That's I the best one. One of them on. Yeah. TV, uh, I don't know, a decade ago. I have no idea which. I just remember the Woods or something. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is the best one. It's Gary Oldman, and uh, you know they're in the Redwood Forest north of mm-hmm. San Francisco. There, I think that's the best one of the three. Maybe I don't know if I watch. Yeah, I, I don't think I watched that. I watched Gary Oldman uh, for Halloween, uh, Tony and uh, Hannibal. Okay, uh, that I'm not going to talk about that and what I've been watching because November. But okay, uh, next up, Fall Guy. So this is a uh, looks like a big budget action movie, an uh, action romantic comedy, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Ryan Gosling and Emily Emily Blunt, uh, directed by David Leach, who uh, did uh, most recently Bullet Train, um, f- creator of John Wick, co-creator of John Wick, but he left the franchise after the first movie. Uh, has done other things like Hobson Shaw and Deadpool too. Uh, but yeah, this is his his next movie. Based on an 80s TV show that I didn't even know about, but I, I mean, I guess people watched it. Anything that was on TV back in the 80s, people watched. Yeah, no options. 
Um, but yeah, about a, a stuntman who is then forced to actually do real hero stuff to save someone. Uh, it looks looks like a it looks like Bullet Train. You know, it'll be there'll be some laughs, there'll be some fun action, and you know, you'll go home and be like, it okay, sound like you know. uh, what's his name, Xander Cage. Well, he was a just extreme sports star that had to be a spy. I think that was his story, but Pretty yeah, I similar. guess it's kind of similar. Yeah. Pretty similar. Yeah, but I mean, Vin Diesel is so much more intimidating than Ryan Gosling in my mind. Yeah, when he puts on that tank top, oh gosh. Yeah, I talks think he was about family in the sky horrified. or something. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. A, he j- jumped out of an airplane with a snowboard and then landed on the mountain, I believe. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. That's extreme. It doesn't get more extreme than that, Andy. He no. invented Red Bull. No. Yeah, he, he doesn't get a lot of credit for it, though. <laughs> a lot of people fact. don't know that. All right, well, that's Fall Guy. What about Echo? So Echo is the next Marvel show. And it is coming to <sighs> Disney Plus and Hulu on January 10th. Uh, all at once, which the Marvel shows have all been like week release, weekly releases. So is this so, a uh, good thing or a bad thing? It sounds like they're dumping well, this. When they announced that they're doing all at once, we are like, oh yeah, they're dumping this. This is a disaster. Um, but they've kind of tried to uh, put together some messaging that would uh, you know, change, change how people think of this uh, program here. Um, they announced that they're they're doing some more adult content uh, for Disney Plus and for for Marvel. Uh, this is going to be TVMA, so none of the none of the Marvel stuff has ever been rated R. Yeah, what does that mean? There's going to be TVMA blood. Or There'll be blood and violence. Uh, so the trailer is like, okay, yeah, they're trying to do you know a little John Wickish here with this stuff here. Um, Echo is a um, kind of a counterpart to Daredevil, Daredevil in that she is a uh, deaf. You know, Daredevil's oh. blind and he can kick ass. She is deaf and can kick ass. Um, and yeah, and it looked it looked pretty decent. Like, okay, this actually might be good. It's a five episode limited series. Uh, you know, down to earth, deaf person who could beat people up. That's interesting. Can a deaf um, person we'll see. see in the dark? What? <laughs> what? Isn't a blind guy's hearing a whole lot better so is a deaf person's vision a whole lot better oh um maybe i don't know like what her superpower is in this case yeah daredevil is supposed to be like he has such good hearing that he can he hear has sonar basically from, right yeah like that's that's his the idea it's like in uh, the dark knight rises sure yeah um and yeah daredevil so, uses that to his advantage i don't know if she's this has yeah, got to be what it is vision. she could probably just she can, like, Superman vision or some shit. She yeah. can see it through walls or something. I think she just trained really hard to, to fight people. I mean, cause she, she was in the uh, the Hawkeye show from a few years back where she debuted. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 bringing it back to say di- this is going to be Disney Plus and Hulu. It's going to be a little more mature there. I think they're trying to merge those systems and get, get you ready because uh, the trailer ended and it was like, Make sure to set your profile to allow mature content. I'm like, okay, Disney is 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 getting there. They're making some changes, so pretty good. Um, All right. Um, well, we're gonna get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works through the dog's current collar or harness, and when you plug in promo code Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code TONY for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. I have uh, four. Most of them will be pretty quick. I don't think I have any, to be honest. I don't really think I've watched movies or anything in the last couple weeks i mean it's been busy there was a day uh last week i think where it was like a sports eclipse every sport was on tv that day so yeah yeah most likely it's time consuming andy how many do you have i got five here you want to do an every other one kind of a thing or you want to just lead us off and uh, we'll figure it out yeah i'll start here with uh 
probably the movie I watched the longest ago, uh, Anatomy of a Fall. This is a, a French movie. Um, in the sports podcast, we talk about the, uh, was it the Ballon d'Or? Um, a French term for best soccer player. Uh, this won the Palme d'Or, so best movie at, uh, the, the Cannes Film Festival from, uh, earlier this spring. Um, so they usually give that to like a foreign f- film here, but, uh, this was, uh, half in English. So if you're intimidated by subtitles, it's half in English. Um, one of the characters is not from France and doesn't want to speak French, so she speaks English. Um, but yeah, the, the, the premise of this movie is a, uh, a family lives in the, I believe it would be the Alps, but somewhere in the mountains in, in France, so like a winter town. And uh, the kid goes on a walk with the dog, comes back, and the, the dad is dead on the, dead on the ground. And uh, we don't know how he did it. Did he kill himself? Did he get pushed? Did the, did the wife kill him? Uh, the cops believe that, uh, you know, that she did it and it ends up being a, a, a trial movie really for the most part. Um, and you get to get a look at the French, um, legal system. They all wear like robes. They wear weird, weird outfits. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like the, okay. The DA has to wear a, a weird wizard cloak or something. And then well, the wear those wigs still like they're yeah, Thomas it's like, Jefferson. It's like, what the hell is going on? But that, that's very interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I thought I thought this was great. It's it's maybe a little too long, two and a half hours for a, a courtroom movie. Um, but yeah, just really well acted, good good twists, good you know, just good plot overall. And um, yeah, people you don't know because they're they're French people, French actors. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw this when I saw this in theaters. There were two like middle aged women talking through the, the entire previews. And then when the movie starts and it, there's a French word at the beginning, one of the ladies was just like, oh no, is this in, is this not in English? And it's like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't know how you, uh, make a decision to see this movie, not going, no one going into it, but, uh, sometimes you just get dragged to it. But, um, it was, it was, uh, half in English. So not, not that bad if you, uh, you know, struggle reading. Right. I was expecting you to say like John Luke Goddard sat down next to you or something and you were the only two theater in the theater. No, no, it was, I mean, it was a smaller theater, but it was pretty well filled in. I mean, again, it did, it did win the prize of, of the film festival. So I think it was, it was a little well-known coming in. I'm not going to make a ton of money or anything, but. Yeah. Yeah. Americans don't like to read. So that's all I'm getting at. No. All right. Uh, do you want me to do one? Yeah, go ahead. I, uh, watched on Netflix pain hustlers. So this has been uh, the bell of the ball lately, uh, with his success of uh, Dope Sick the teary- series on uh, Hulu. So this is a movie about pushing drugs and um, opioids and nonsense like that for people. Emily Blunt, Chris Evans, Catherine O'Hara, Andy Garcia, and a few other people. But uh, it's good. Um, be interested in hearing from a, a pharmaceutical rep who was hawking this stuff back in its heyday. Just to see, you know, how do they justify it or, you know, what their thoughts were at the time. Obviously, they probably thought nothing uh, out of the ordinary, but, and again, I I think it's mostly America that struggles with this kind of stuff. Obviously, every country has their their issues, but I think this is a bigger problem here with, you know, pain pills and everything. Um, It was nice to see that the main character kind of catches on and thinks what she's doing is, is wrong and without giving too much away helps ultimately bring them down. Uh, this is based again on a true story from like a decade or so ago, but it's decent. It's fine. It's on Netflix. It's two hours. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll watch these kinds of things. I have, the Ferris Bueller one on my list too, where it's a, t- a series, I think on Netflix, same friggin' sh- uh, story. So I'll get to it. If I, if I get bored, I'm watching the Roman empire still as well. So I'm not that bored uh, to go to that yet, but pain has looks. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll take this next one as well. Uh, killers of the flower moon. Oh, uh, I feel like this movie already it. came. He did like it. it came and went already. Uh, 
came out uh, a few weeks ago. Scorsese's newest. It's coming to Apple TV at some point. I, I don't know. They haven't announced, I don't think, a date. Uh, but this was financed by Apple, um, but still put out in theaters. Um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Robert De Niro. So Scorsese's two uh, most common co-workers. I don't know, employees? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this movie is about the... Um, the Osage tribe uh, that they were in Oklahoma at the time, they moved, they were forced to move to Oklahoma like a lot of tribes were uh, in the 1800s. Um, and in the late 1890s, they discovered a shit ton of oil on their land. Um, and we didn't really need that much oil back in the day, but around the 1890s, that's when we started drilling for oil. And uh, the movie starts and says that at... By the, by the 1900s, the Osage people were the richest people in the world um, because of all this oil money. And, uh, is yeah, it in the same the timeline out. as There Will Be Blood, is it? Um, yeah, probably around there. Uh, it, the movie starts out, I think, 1915, around that, that time. Um, and just incredibly fascinating, um, the world that they built out of this, where it's just a total reversal. All the white people are all servants, and the uh, the Native Americans are all being driven around, and they have they don't make their own food. They live in these houses, and it's just uh, remarkable. And that 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 was the truth uh, at this time. Um, but then there was basically a conspiracy to take them all down by um, just a lot of unsolved murders of the the Osage people over over the years. Um, but yeah, it ends up being about this conspiracy kind of from. Robert De Niro's character, who's um, kind of like a crime boss, but also kind of just a really like a popular guy in town, and they they you know they never see it coming that he's actually plotting uh, the whole time to to you know try to you know take them down and also steal their, their wealth because uh, yeah the way things were run was that basically anyone that was part of the tribe got uh, the oil money like uh, similar to like what Alaska does now. Um, which I think amounts to like 700 bucks a year or something like that. Not much money. Um, but yeah, the, every, every Osage person was getting like 700 bucks a month in 1915. Like think about how much money that was back then uh, to just get to do nothing. Like they were, they didn't have to work for it. They just got the, the money from the oil residuals. Um, but yeah, it is a, it is a very long movie. You've probably heard three and a half hours. Uh, a lot of, that's lot of an Apple TV to maybe three night watch yeah a lot of conversation about bathroom breaks and intermissions that kind of stuff um you know i, I, I was i was able to get through with only one bathroom break i think if i timed it right i probably could have done zero um but also this movie really could have been two parts i think there is a natural break to this movie um i, I felt the same way about a uh, wolf of wall street as well which is uh, not as long but still three hours and i thought that had like a natural break you could have done um, I'd love to see a two-part movie come back. Um, I think he's going to do a Zack Snyder uh, four-hour remake or uh, hit, you know director's cut. No, I think he, I think he put everything he needed in the movie. Yeah. But it is the um, director's yeah, is. cut. <laughs> yeah, he got to do whatever he wanted. Um, it, it is it is wonderful. It is just like a master making another classic movie, just about a part of history that is not that famous it's not you know world war ii um and just re recreating 1910s 1920s uh just takes so much effort and it's just like everyone was on their game like you said like the, the opening scene of like uh coming into the town there and just like they had to build this all this and like make it look great and make the you know what everyone's wearing appropriate and just like they put a lot of time and effort into this movie and um I don't think it's ever boring. It's long. I don't think it's ever boring. Um, but I, I, I could see not wanting to make it this through in one sitting. Um, and I think that's fine. Like I said, I think there's a, a natural spot to, to break for it. But um, yeah, just another another great one. I think this will be uh, definitely one of the, the favorites or best picture. I still think Oppenheimer's going to end up winning it. Um, but I think these are the, the two favorites right now. Um yeah, and there, there, there is an interesting story behind this that originally was supposed to focus more, more on the FBI and their investigation. And originally, uh, Leo was going to be playing the lead FBI agent who cracks the case here. Uh, but they decided to actually focus more on the town and the people in the town 
And uh, so Leo ended up switching roles with uh, Jesse Plemons. So Jesse Plemons ends up playing the FBI um, agent while Leo plays the uh, Robert De Niro's nephew who ends up marrying into the an Osage family to try to like get their rights um, or like basically have kids with them. And then the kids get passed on the uh, the oil rights and then now it's all in the family. That's kind of the, the scheme they're trying to pull off here. Um, but that's kind of one of my one complaint is I believe the character that uh, Leo is supposed to be playing is supposed to be like 22 uh, when we start. Oh, and, come on, Andy. Uh, he can play that, right? <laughs> he he is an older man now. Uh, he really He's is dating 22-year-olds. Yeah, he, he is a... I mean, he, he did a lot in this movie to try, try to ugly himself up. Um, but I don't know if you even need to do that because it's like, yeah, you're clearly a 45-year-old man now. Um, and I, I feel like there's been a, a trend of that of like 45-year-old actors to be like, no, I could still play the 23-year-old guy. Like, you know, yeah, what don't were we just out. talking about with that? I'm, yeah, what I'm sure there was something. We literally were just talking about this not long ago. Yeah. Um, I know one of them was... Um, Nightmare Alley from a few years ago, and it's like Bradley Cooper's like the young guy who's trying to learn from the circus. That's like, one of them, Cooper, yeah. You're fucking 50. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't buy this shit. Um, but yeah, there's more and more of these where it's like those, that generation of actors are like, hey guys, you guys are old now. Like, you guys can't play the young protagonist like that, anymore. Whatever um, clip that's a famous meme with Steve Buscemi with like a skateboard and a hat sideways, yeah. like, hey guys, I'm a teenager. Yeah. And then the other side of it is uh, De Niro's character would have been like 50 um, at when this movie started. Yeah, if he's like, supposed to be well, instead his yeah. uncle or something. Yeah. De Niro's like, an almost 80-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Because like when they, they do the thing at the end, like uh, this is what happened with this character. And it's like, okay, the character that, again, this movie starts in like 1918 or something like that. The character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays Lives until 1986 in real life. So. Interesting. So he'd be 112. Um, yeah. Uh, the same thing with De Niro's character. Like, the movie ends and it's in the 1920s and it's like, he died in 1958. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I just don't, that doesn't make any sense. Like, don't even tell me that at that point. Like, that takes me yeah. out of it. Interesting. Um, well, you want to cast your friends. You only work with certain people, Andy. You're going yeah, to have to Yeah, and that, that's fine. I mean, he's only got so many more so much more time Scorsese so yeah do what you want yeah. cast De Niro as a, as a like a 20 year old and like digitally de-age him or something like that you know you can get there away with go, something yeah. like that yeah I'm sure that's a good idea yeah it'll work like a charm <laughs> freak out Biden alright um, I have two that are kind of one um, I watched two documentaries on Netflix first one was Credence Clearwater Revival Narrated by Jeff Bridges. This was neat. It was also very short. It's only an hour 30, but about 45 minutes of it is never-before-seen footage of them at uh, the Royal Albert Hall in London, their first international tour. I really liked this. This whole thing shows how they were competing against the Beatles to be the greatest band, uh, you know, rock band in the world. I love CCR. They were spectacular. One thing I had no idea. You tell me if you knew this, guys. Did you know they were from California? Yeah. San Francisco. All of their... El Cerrito. South of San Francisco, but yeah, San Francisco. All of their songs about the bayou and you know I being know. in Louisiana and Memphis. And it's like, oh, they don't sound like Californians whatsoever. They're clearly from you know Louisiana. That blew my mind. I had never looked it up, but it's just, okay, well, they're talking about living on the bayou. They're born on the bayou, Andy. Come on. They have the song uh, Lodi, which is like, you wouldn't talk about Lodi unless you're from that area. I figured it's a different Lodi. Sacramento area. <laughs> yeah, but no kidding. Our Lord, stuck in Lodi again. Um, it's it's interesting. It's cool. You know, it's these kids going to... Kids are you know probably twenty five or something like that going to Europe for the first time and just saying how different it is and they sound awesome live. Uh, they show clips from you know Denmark, from Norway, from Germany, uh, all over the place. It, it's pretty cool. The other one I watched is current day Keith Richards under the influence, also on Netflix. Spectacular. This guy. What was just, the first? 
I don't even know what it was called. Just, I just wrote down Credence Clearwater yeah. Revival. <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix. It, it, it pops up when you, when you punch it in. It's narrated by Jeff Bridges. I think it's fairly recent. Uh, the Keith Richards one just came out in the, I think, the last year or so. Um, it's spectacular. He just shreds and jams all day long. That's all he does. Um, he addresses how, you know, everyone just thinks he's this drug addict, alcoholic guy, but he's been sober from most of that stuff for a long time. He does constantly have a cigarette in his mouth, uh, but just seems like I would love to run into this guy, you know, Memphis or something. Uh, so that one was super cool. And again, he's more into just kind of blues jamming. There's not a lot of talk about the stones. There's a little bit, but I learned he had his, his own music. He sings, uh, does a lot of blues and stuff like that, but both really cool. If you like real music, real good, like instruments and stuff and old music, either one of those is worth watching. Yeah. That's a, Keith Richards Netflix thing. Yeah, it's called under that one's called under the influence. Okay. Well, I'll go for my next one. Also music related in a way. Um, I watched a new film from a 24 called uh, Priscilla. This is a a counterpart to Elvis. This is about Priscilla Presley his his wife and uh, their relationship their How it all started. Um, oh, this boy. reminds me. She was like daughter 12. died, right? Yes. Yeah. Daughter died at the beginning of the year. There was actually a story that she uh, wasn't that happy with the script of this movie um, because it does not reflect uh, Elvis that positively. Wait, of Elvis or of Priscilla? It Elvis. doesn't. Elvis doesn't look good in the movie. It, it's about their relationship. But I'm saying this movie or the Elvis movie she wasn't happy with? This movie. Okay. Yeah. Um,. Because this is actually based on Priscilla Presley's book that she wrote um, a few years after Elvis had died about their the origins of the relationship, which was kind of covered in the Elvis movie, but not really. Which is uh, in, in modern show times, her as a, a teenager. Yes. You know, so in if the you, if you did not know um, when Elvis met her um, in Germany because Elvis was part in the military at this point. Um, and she was in Germany because her father was like a colonel. Um, she was 14 and he was 24 and, uh, they, they dated for six months or something, uh, before Elvis was, uh, done with his military duty and was able to leave. Um, and he eventually then would send for her to come visit him in America, um, when she was, you know, 16, 17 and eventually, uh, had her come live with him, uh, before she was 18. She lived... Um, I guess not, she didn't technically live with him. She lived uh, in one of his homes <laughs> um, while she finished high school. Um, so just, yeah, thinking about that now, again, that's, you know, a 10-year age difference isn't that much if you're, you know, 42 and 70. 32, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, she was a literal child still. Um, and that the, the movie is kind of about that, her kind of realization of like, this was not a good relationship to start and now it's gotten weird. So uh, it takes place over, I believe 12 years. So from 1959 to 19 or 1972. Cause that's when, uh, you know, they, they finally split up and then only a, a few years later, uh, Elvis dies. But, um, I think it's pretty well done. I do like very, uh, good music in this. So, uh, this is a uh, directed by Sofia Coppola. Um, and she is married to the guy from Phoenix. And uh, he put together, uh, in the credits, he put together the music in this movie. Um, yeah, good good song choices. They had no no Elvis music in this at all. They I don't think they had the rights to it. I don't think Elvis people wanted them uh, to, to make this movie. Um, but yeah, just good reflective of the time period and, you know, well-produced movie and everything. Um, but ultimately, the story isn't that interesting. Like, it's like, okay, Elvis was a weird guy, had some problems, and probably wasn't the best uh, husband, which is like, yeah, a big shock that a 1960s popular musician wasn't like a good dude uh, with his wife that he married when she was 18 and he was almost 30. But, um, you know, I liked it. I think uh, the 
uh, main actor here. Um, her name's Kaylee Spaney. She was she was the murdered girl in uh, Mayor of Easttown from a few years ago. If you remember that HBO series, I do, um, but I don't remember the murdered yeah. girl. Yeah, she's she's only she was murdered, so she's only in the first episode. But um, I thought she was really good, especially having to play this character at age fourteen and then later at age twenty seven. So I, I believe she's in her early twenties or something like that. But yeah, she plays a believable fourteen year old, which I mean adds to the uh, you know the strangeness of this story. But um, and then yeah, the guy playing Elvis, it's like okay, last year uh, Austin Butler was nominated for an Academy Award, and this guy has to step in and play Elvis in a different role. And I think he does a pretty good job as well. These are big um, a, blue suede shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, he's, this, this actor is a massive guy. There's, there's a couple oh. points in this movie where I think she is only like five foot two and he's like six foot five. And it's like, he's towering over her and it's creepy. And I think that's what they're going for. But um, I think he's from um, the euphoria, the HBO show, but um, I didn't know him, but yeah, I think he was, I thought he was still pretty good. Um, although, I mean, is Elvis, is Elvis easy to do? It's just, it's a funny voice and everyone, everyone can kind of do an Elvis, right? So. Mike White played him. Um, yeah. And Dewey Cox. Um, but yeah, that's Priscilla came out last week. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people actually came out to see it. I was surprised. I don't know if people didn't know what they were doing. Um, just kind of wandered into it or something. Um, but very rude at the movie theater. The people who were coming in to clean the movie uh, or clean the theater at the end of it uh, were very, very loud talking outside the theater during like the last five minutes of the movie. I was like, I think that I think usually the doors are closed to the theater and it was just having to be propped open or something. But it was like, oh, my God, guys, like they're just trying to clear you out. Like we want to get yeah. we want to get done early. Very, very you know what happens there. Yeah. Weird. All right, um, my last one, I watched another Netflix. Everything was on Netflix this week. Uh, Bill Burr's Old Dads. It was wonderful. It was very funny, very uh, inappropriate by today's standards where you can't do anything. Um, a couple of bits. So the story is he's an old dad. He's you know had his kid when he was 45 or something like that. Bobby Canville is a similar situation. And then the guy that looks like Dave Chappelle is uh, their buddy, and he's about to have a kid. And, uh, you know, their kid's in a fancy private school, and everyone there is very granola, for lack of a better term. Um, and there's just bits, you know, it's Bill Burr doing his little bits. He's saying, you know, uh, different things to people that are offended easily. Uh, he yells at a guy on a scooter to get off his goddamn kid's toy. He's a 30-year-old man and get out of the middle of the street. It's pretty funny. Um, it's enjoyable. It's it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, uh, but it's fine. You have plenty of laughs in there for a two-hour movie, I think it was. Um, Albert's funny. I, I enjoy his, his stand-up. So it was good. It was fine. Yeah, I, I saw that that was coming out. If I ever get Netflix again, I'll maybe check that one out. I mean, I hope he got paid. I, I guess he's probably got, he probably made a hundred million dollars on Netflix. Actually, he did that Adam Sandler deal. Yeah, yeah, like all his stand-ups on there. So I'm sure he's gotten good amount of money from them. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tony, you'll like it. Uh, Katie Asselton is his wife. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, good for her. Get a paycheck as well. It's been a couple birthdays that I haven't actually reached out to her. Uh oh. <laughs> I fell behind. But we have probably wondering how you're like doing. Four, four straight birthdays where she responded to me on Instagram, but I've forgotten the last two years. All right. Well, I got two more, um, two horror movies, which I guess is it's illegal in Sean's mind. Out to talk of about season, them. Andy. Um, but one of them was one I watched with you, and I think we'll be quick on this one. Uh, it was called Cobweb on Hulu. And I think it was Weird. pretty solid for a movie that was just on Hulu. Like, it, it did come yeah. to theaters, but not really. Um, had uh, Lizzie Kaplan and uh, Anthony Starr, I believe that's his name. He plays Homelander on The Boys. Uh, as, as parents of a, a young boy starts hearing things in his room, and you don't know what's going on, and then weird, creepy stuff happens, and the parents are hiding something, and maybe there's a murdered kid at some point, and... Uh, I, I thought it was solid. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a three out of five there. Um, 
it is a movie you don't want to watch out of season. Um, I think the, the best thing we could say about it is that it took place during the week of Halloween and there was a pumpkin patch too. So it's like it really felt oh, yeah. like seasonal. So um, um, if that's on there next year, if it's still on Hulu, I think Cobweb is is solid and it, it gets you in and out. It's, it's 90 minutes. and uh, So put it on your list for next year, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't watch this on November 29th. Doesn't make any sense. Be a weirdo. Might call the cops. Tony has a voucher, but he'll he'll get <laughs> he'll be allowed. Um, now this last movie I did watch in November, November first, I believe. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, the hottest movie in America, um, starring Josh Hutcherson, the Andy, kid from. Uh, correction on the name: Hunter It's Games. Friday Night at Freddy's. Yeah. No. No, it doesn't make any sense because he has to spend five nights there, including Friday, possibly. Or maybe yeah, not Friday. If the place maybe is haunting you, through. why are you going back to it? Uh, because it's his job. So. Oh, yeah. You, you signed up. You made a commitment. The place is trying did. to kill you. Why would you go back after the first night? Well, it doesn't have to kill you. So let me, let me get through this premise here um, because there's, there's a lot. There's too much. There's too much plot in this movie. Um, I'll, I'll just start actually here with this. This movie isn't good. There's no reason to watch it. It is PG-13, which sucks because, like, okay, I should want... I want to see blood and shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's, here's the premise of this movie. Uh, Josh Hutcherson plays a, like... I don't know how old he is. I don't know how old the guy is in real life because, I mean, I guess he was he was a kid in, like, that uh, Will Ferrell soccer movie. So but if he's doing the reverse and he's playing, like, a 60-year-old man? No, he's... I don't know what he's playing. Maybe 22, 23... A younger man who is uh, taking care of his eight-year-old sister. The parents are all abandoned, everyone. Um, And there's a weird backstory in there. Um, And he can't hold a job. And he ends up going to an employment agency. And the guy's like, hey, I got a security job for you. Uh, You got to go to this abandoned uh, Chuck E. Cheese-like place um, and just stay in the security booth for overnight and make sure like the kids don't get in there and do anything. And it's like, okay, I'll take the job. And you know, it's everything's fine until it's not. And it turns out that the animatronics in the Chuck E. Cheese, like uh, restaurant slash arcade, uh, they come to life at night and they uh, try to kill you. If you He's got to go get rid out. of the scroll, that Egyptian scroll <laughs> yeah. that they, the pharaoh had, like the night at the um, museum. Then they won't come to life. It's way dumber why the animatronics come to life. Um, and I don't even, I don't think I even want to talk about it. Um, oh. But yeah, I think the idea is if you stay in the security booth, you, they're fine. You just gotta uh, not go out there, and they won't get you. Um, and uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so. If you think that sounds like a sim- similar premise to something you've seen before, uh, vampires was, inviting you in. No, no, there was a movie from a couple of years ago starring Nicolas Cage called Willy's Wonderland. Um, when Willy's Wonderland came out, everyone was like, "Hey, they just ripped off the uh, the, the video game Five Nights at Freddy's," which is this is uh, based on a game that came out in 2015. Uh, I did look up the, the backstory of this game. It is interesting. Some guy, like, indie game developer made this weird game that had a, like, big beaver or something in it. And everyone made fun of the game and said that, like, this animatronic beaver, this beaver looks like one of those crazy animatronics and he looks like he'd murder you. So the guy, like, took that idea and was like, actually, I'll make that into a game. Um, And that game ended up being very popular with, uh, I guess we'll call him Gen Z, right? That's what they're calling him. Uh, the people that are younger than us, that we don't understand what they like and don't like. Um, clearly, this is something they do like. Um, but yeah, back to Willy's Wonderland. Uh, that's a way better movie. And that movie is bad, and it's way better than this movie. Because at least it's Nicolas Cage doing something weird, and it's rated R, and you get to see violence. Um, now, that movie was like lower budget and looked shitty, and the actors were terrible outside of Cage. Um, and this movie at least had real budget, and the actors were competent. The side characters. I think if you kind of mix the two together, you would have got something passable. Um, but you don't have that. Like, this movie is just not... It's not interesting. It's not scary. It's not bloody. Uh, you got Matthew Lillard in there, and he's trying his best. Uh, but it's just not enough. Like, Matthew Lillard should have been present the entire time. 
um, as the, uh, the the guy you know hires him for the job. And it's like, well, what's his agenda, right? He's got to be in on something. Um, but yeah, it's just not. It's not good. And what does that mean that this movie made tons and tons of money? It made. It made. It's already made more money than the Scream movie, which not the best Scream movie, but like way better than this. Like, like not even close. Like I'd, I'd watch Scream Six a thousand times before watching this again. So I don't know what to say. Pretty good. Yeah. It's going to be a, a no for me, dog. Yeah. Well, this is also but, going to be a franchise, I'm sure, now. That's going to be like Oh, yeah. There's going to be a, a series and, yeah. All right. Uh, that wraps us up then, right? That was all yours? Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 349 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Thank you. We'll see you later. <laughs>